Welcome to the Build Up on Balls.ie in association with Labrooks. Please bet responsibly. Visit dunlui.net for further information. Hello and welcome to the Build Up here on Balls.ie, your weekly look ahead to the biggest action of the sporting weekend in association with Labrooks. I'm Mick McCarthy, and of course we're going to look at some football this week with our Labrooks ambassador and regular guest, Kevin Doyle. Kevin, how are you getting on? Good, Mick. Good to be back. Yeah. We haven't been speaking to you in a while. There's been too much rugby going on. The last time we were speaking to you was about horse racing, actually. How was your chat, Yeah. Um, I don't know which I know less of, lads, football or horse racing. I, don't, I think one of my tips might have yeah, might have come in, actually, on the day. Um, don't show back the piece, but I'm going to claim it. <laughs> Yeah, we'll take that. Uh, yeah, we're less said about uh, how I got on Cheltenham the best, the be- uh, the better. But I suppose that's not what people want to hear. We'll get into some of the um, some of the Premier League stuff from the weekend and talk about the Champions League, the English teams in Champions League on Tuesday night, especially. But uh, you talked before after uh, the PSG Barca game about your son being a big uh, Kylian Mbappe fan, almost yeah. more so than any of the kind of the the the, uh, the English teams or anything at the moment. He would have been pretty happy with what he saw last night. Uh, he's just more and more kind of just stepping into that Messi Ronaldo yeah. at the moment, isn't he? Yeah, and he's more, I suppose, more shown. Listen, he's, he's a World Cup winner at eighteen, but more shown technically. Technically, a bit. Some of his goals now are really. It's not just you know pace. He's you know probably you know, frightening pace. Probably one of the quickest players there is. Um, but some of his goals, he's not just relying on that. You know, sometimes I used to think, listen, if he gets if he gets a bad hamstring injury, and he loses half a yard. A bit, Michael Owen wasn't the same player after a few injuries. Relied so much on his pace. Was did Michael Owen? I think he did win the Ballon d'Or as an 18, 19 year old. Um, you know, best player in the world at the time, and he got a hamstring injury. Industry, uh, injury, and it really affected him. Whereas. Kylian Mbappe, just seen some of his goals recently and some of his play, and um, he's less relying on that electric pace of his, which is frightening and is a great asset to have. But you know, you can't rely on that for your whole, you won't be a Messi or Ronaldo, you won't have that sort of career if you're purely relying on your pace. You have to change your game as your career goes on. Um, like Ronaldo did, in fairness, come from a winger mm. to forward and, and you know more about goals now than than ever before. Um, than, than his all-round player to begin with it was a tricky winger. Um, so yeah, it's it's good to see good to see someone taking up the mantle as well. Um, you know, Haaland and himself really sort of come on the scene just at the right sort of time as well because you know Ronaldo, as much as he wants to think he's only twenty one, his body age and all that that he goes on about is <laughs> um, he is thirty seven or whatever. It might be. Um, so he he will retire sooner rather than later. We can't be relying on him forever to be him and Messi forever to be the icons of football. We do need stars. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think that Mbappe is definitely well established at the moment. Holland, I think maybe had one of those where we probably didn't see all of what he can offer on on Tuesday yeah. against Man City. But that game in general was kind of interesting. It was, I, I thought it was interesting that City, you know, dominated so much, and then once it kind of went against them, the equaliser came in. That they still were able to just say have the mental toughness almost to just go up the other end and score. When you contrasted what was happening at the same time. In Madrid, when you were looking at Liverpool, which you know, I think you it's not a mental toughness issue. I thought they came out and started the second half really well, for example, but just looked completely outclassed and out tacticked by um, Real Madrid. And you see where you know over the the year and a half leading up to this season, where it was just City and Liverpool in this arms race, uh, you know, you know, one couldn't even slip, get a draw somewhere because the other yeah. would punish them. And then to see what's happened this season. 
I thought Tuesday night was a really good example of how far Liverpool have slipped. Yeah, it's, a, it's an example of where they are right at this moment, isn't it? You know, um, Man City are just full of confidence. They're going so well. Um, listening to Pep Guardiola talk, just going back to the Haaland thing, he, Haaland obviously didn't have his best game, but listen to Pep afterwards talk about his movement and, and how they had to deal with him and it probably, you know, you know, having to deal with him means you're you're not concentrating on someone else. But um, no, yeah, Man City where they are, it's just where they are in the league. It's their season they're having. They're on top form, um, and they show that how they play. Um, they don't, you know, they just have a belief, and you have watched them a belief to just want to, you know, turn this around and win this game. Um, Liverpool, you know, we, it is their season, um, unfortunately. Um, we were just talking off air as we were about, uh, you know, about the games coming up this weekend and the Liverpool Villa one and. You know, talking about Van Dijk being missing here, yeah, that's really the key to their season falling apart. And then you go back to that Villa game before he was fit and they lost 7 2, was it? Yeah, 7 2. Yeah. Yeah. 7 2, Kevin, I remember it. Yeah, just in case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, it was 7 2. No, don't get there. It wasn't 6 1 or 6 2, it was 7 2. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, you know, there was, there was trouble before, um, you know, before yeah. the back, the back, the back four was ripped apart. There was trouble before that, you know, conceding seven goals. It's, um, you know, obviously they had issues there, and we spoke at the start of the season all about how difficult it was going to be for them second season. I do think last season I'd give Liverpool a pass if I was a Liverpool fan or the owners or whoever. I'd give them a pass this season, and and you know what? It's the season that is how difficult it was for us with the break mentally, not physically, mentally last season for nearly winning the league and then being held off for so many weeks in lockdown and not being able to go and finish it. How much draining that must have been, thinking it was going to be cancelled at one stage. And, it's not going to be a legitimate league win, all that, and to eventually then go and do it. What that must have taken out of them mentally. Um, you know, no other team was affected like that in the Premier League. They were. And, uh, I just, I, I give them a pass this season. They have issues contractually with a couple of players. Um, when Alan Big lost for them and he looks like he's going, um, Mo Salah looks to me like he wants to go. Um, but he's still, he's still scoring, in fairness to him. And still, you know, but he doesn't seem to be on that work ethic wavelength anymore to me as much as Liverpool need them and the way they play. But uh, in the bigger picture, you know, and I'm sure they are, but I give them a, you know, with their manager, I don't think they're thinking about making any change or anything like that. But I'd like, I'd like uh, everyone, if I was a Liverpool fan, I'd say, you know what, we're right this season off. Just of how, because of last season and hopefully we can come back next year fresher, stronger and go again. Um, unfortunately for them, you know, everyone said the second season the hardest and you have to go win it again and all that sort of thing. Um, that's obviously gone, but come back to third season with a few new players. They didn't sign. They didn't sign enough players, in my opinion. That, that squad is aged together and takes a lot out of you the way they play. There's a number of issues that have gone through. Um, yeah, but I, I think that I think I, I really like. I run like Scott. You'd like him to be seen to come back with them again and have another good go. Yeah, and look, I completely agree. Actually, I think that there can be some hysteria around these things sometimes, and it's like I would fully expect them to bounce back as a strong team next year. I would have one worry though, and it's something that you mentioned, and like you know when Van Dijk and Gomez were there for the Villa match, and it was seen as a bit of a one-off, but it was it was the high line was exposed that night. And I remember like Roy Keane and Jurgen Klopp having a, a fight, you know, a couple of weeks later about whether or not no. you remember like you know whether or not this was a systemic thing or a or a, um, a one-off, right? But then, you know, they lose Van Dijk, they lose Gomez, they've got these players in who, who aren't of that quality. And would it not just worry you from a point of view of all of the reasons you mentioned, absolutely valid, but all these months later, they're still getting caught over the top by that Tony Cruz ball, which was spectacular, you know, and probably isn't getting enough credit. But the fact is they still play in a way that allows that to happen and nothing has changed. 
Yeah, and that, that surprised me that, you know, their centre-half signings weren't the greatest in January. Obviously, they couldn't get someone in that they wanted, so that, you know, there's no point in supposing look at They probably have someone lined up for the summer. Um, but just the way they played, they're going to get caught over the top. That was what Van Dijk covered for in a lot of cases. Obviously, he didn't in that Aston Villa game at the start of the season, but in a lot of cases, he allowed them to play the high line. You need two fast in their house, you need two quick full-backs, and they did in the main. They have been, you know, in fairness, they have been ripped apart at centre-half. It does cause causing big problems the way they play. It's it's um, it's 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 tough for them. But, you know, is there no other way to play though? Is what I mean. After all these yeah, months, I don't think you can change your back yeah, four. Okay. We're not going to press because our back four don't have pace. Because then you change the whole style of the whole team. You just have to hope that they work at it and you win more than you lose and you get through as long as you can. So you get players back and you sign players. I don't think you know. I, I think it'd be a bigger change for them trying to. You know, we're not going to press. We're not going to. This is them. This is the players they have. We press high up the pitch. We smother teams. We we create our chances, our best play by winning the ball high up the pitch and scoring goals, and and not by sitting back and and counterattacking. It's just the way Liverpool have been, and it's a joy to watch. And unfortunately, a couple of injuries, um, and as I said, the different reasons in in the, in the last season or whatever have just taken that edge off them. Um, and they've dropped the ball maybe in transfers in the summer and everything that went with it. Their whole you know, yeah. they gambled on, on everyone being fit and they have a smaller mm. squad than Man City. This was the reason when we sat with, I sat with you, this was the reason why we said they probably wouldn't win the league. We, I think we both tipped Man City at the start of the season um, purely for squad depth and how difficult it would be this season with the whole COVID thing and everything. We tipped Man City to, to win the league and um, probably we didn't expect Liverpool to have this, this bad a season, obviously, but um, it was for all those reasons. So, um, yeah. yeah, short answer, I wouldn't have changed how I played if I was club, you know. Oh, and that's a very good answer, actually, yeah. And it, it um, definitely showed me what I'm talking about. And also, I'd say you tip City. I doubt I, doubt I had that kind of foresight. Um, do you think they'll beat Villa this week? Because obviously they've lost, uh, was it, they've lost seven in a row at Anfield. Yeah. <laughs> and lost seven too. Like, a frightening thing, isn't it? Do you know, seven yeah. in a row at Anfield. Uh, I'm not sure on the actual, how long ago if that ever happened before, maybe. Uh, I know it was, it was, you know, it, it mentally that would be getting to you now. It's such a big game for them now. Just to stop that. You know, you can't be losing home games, um, and some of the games seems they lost as well. Um, Villa, you know, they'll have that in their head. The, the second goals against Villa. There's a few things cropping up at once. Um, I'd like to think after an international break, they'll come back a little bit of a reset, come back in the training room, and um, a bit of fresh mentality after being away and having a break, and come in and win the game. And um, you know, I know the Champions League did a night and all that, but come back to the Premier League, refresh and uh, win the game. You'd have to. I know that I'm still going to tip Liverpool to win at home. Um, yeah. I know it's Aston Villa making. I know you're going to disagree. No, I think it's fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> no, no disagreement there. Villa are good and Villa good players. And if Villa play really well and Liverpool are on a bit of an off day, they could get beat again. Um, yeah. But uh, I just fancy Liverpool. Yeah. I just think they have to. Can't lose eight now, can they, at home? You wouldn't think so. You wouldn't think so, although we probably said that for five, six, seven, yeah, yeah. Um, all the way through. Uh, one team we didn't actually mention there briefly was um, Chelsea because they like, it's been such a weird situation with them since yeah. Tuchel came in. It's been, they've been so good. They've been so improved. And then they had that just weird blip at the weekend. But the fact that they went and beat Porto 2-0 last night, I think that was the kind of professional performance that would make you kind of say, Jesus, like, you know, they're actually contenders here. You know what I mean? As, as like, yeah. who, who's going to knock them out of the Champions League? They could, they, they could beat anybody on their day. You know? Yeah. Um, it's 
It's a difficult one because they, they win the game 2 0, and then maybe, I don't know, from what I saw, the main conversation afterwards was how poor Timo Werner and, um, oh, uh, sorry, I can't think of his name. Um, the River News. Yeah the, yeah, the other centre for how bad they were, you know, and they've only yeah. they can't have been that bad. Uh, I, I, still have a, I still feel Timo, Timo Werner will come good. I, I still think he's, uh, he's had such a difficult time there. I think, he'll be a, I think he's a really good player. I've watched him over the last few years, and he is class player. He can't just lose it overnight. Um, they have the squad that could win the Champions League. There's definitely no doubt about that. So they're in the quarterfinal. They're probably in the semifinal now. Um, Realistically, so like, yeah, they have the squad. The manager is a pretty cool customer, in fairness to him, and he has turned in. That West Brom game, though, would really worry you, wouldn't it? I know yeah. there were 10 men, but like, still shouldn't be losing to West Brom like that at home. Um, there's just something there that isn't right if you know that happens. Um, like, West Brom are poor, really poor. When was, when was the last time they scored that many goals? When was the last time a Sam Allardyce team scored that many goals? I don't know. Um, <laughs> So that is just, yeah, that's just a real chink that you'd have to that you, it just puts a little doubt in your mind what what has happened for that to happen. But then to come back and win that Champions League game, and he has a great record since he took over. Um, so it's yeah, uh, you wouldn't write him off. It just that West Brom game just makes you question whether you know there's something still amiss there. Um, uh, you know, you're listening. Uh, it's strange, one. I was listening to. Um, was it Mason Mount's father ring into the radio the other day? And, um, you know, just stuff like that. It was a great interview, actually, but I was just thinking, you don't want your dad ringing into the radio. <laughs> um, in fairness to his dad, he was fairly knowledgeable. I can just imagine if my dad had a ring into the radio. And I was... <laughs> but, um, you know, clubs, that sort of thing doesn't happen. You're, um, you know, it'd be sort of a ban on that, I think, or be highly frowned upon. There's something just not quite right there. That sort of thing is going on. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. They're playing Palace this weekend, um, but they're not on uh, Labrooks 1 2 3. This is where you can play, uh, pick the results of three games um, on labrooks.com this week. Play it for absolutely free. If you get one right, if you get the score right in any of the games, if you get the score right in one, you get a one euro free bet. If you get it right in two, you get a two euro free bet. And if you get all three, you win a hundred euro cash something that i haven't managed uh this season or indeed last season or the season before kevin but that's not to say uh, plenty of other people are doing it uh burnley and newcastle it's all all sunday games this week though the the second two are definitely interesting burnley and newcastle i suppose it depends on if you, one for the purists maybe yeah yeah you want to be a fan of either team there don't you uh, or maybe you don't <laughs> Steve Bruce um, versus Sean Boyce. Listen, Newcastle fairness the other, the other day to put up a good fight. Um, and they really need they need a result. You know what? I'm gonna get I'm gonna go for I'm gonna go for a another draw for Newcastle. I'm gonna go for a one all draw in that game. One all draw on Burnley and Newcastle. People are complaining that Burnley seem to be on the television all the time. I seem to be stuck nothing yeah. and watching Newcastle, nothing but Newcastle like, games. Yeah, Newcastle, Newcastle seems to be on the whole time. I, have a, I feel sorry for Steve Bruce, to be honest with you. He's getting, so, he's getting redder and redder. He's getting so much under so much pressure. Uh, I, I really like to see him stay up and, and, and survive. Um, so one, like, somebody who's not under pressure at all is uh, David Moyes. Uh, we talked before about the unbelievable job Dave, that he's done there and that West Ham are doing this season. I don't think many people would have looked at a West Ham versus Leicester fixture in April and thought that this was two teams in the Champions League places. Um, West Ham have been phenomenal. They keep it going. You kind of think they're going to trail off at some stage. And this is this is one of those games. They get a result somewhere here. They're actually going to eventually going to 
be a real contender. We're running out of games. I know that's the thing. And to, to go to Wolves to win, um, I didn't see that coming. To be honest with you, I thought Wolves would get some more. Yeah. Um, to go there and win, um, and the Antonio's out injured as well. That that leaves a lot to me. Is important to them, and it doesn't seem to have affected them. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go for a two-one West Ham win. Um, in fairness to Leicester, they keep coming and they keep going, and Brendan Rodgers, you know, keeps getting wins. Keeps they keep defying, but they're so are West Ham. And West Ham are just got they're just you know. Whatever happens to West Ham now, the players are, you know, they're in credit. They can every game now is just, you know, if we, if we make the Champions League brilliant, if we don't, no one expects it to anyway. So they're sort of playing with the handbrake off and just able to enjoy it and win games now. And yeah, it's hard to remember a player as rejuvenated and as kind of maybe as written off as Jesse Lingard was and now is rejuvenated since he signed for West Ham like they're going to apparently break the bank to sign him and you're there's definitely a party and you can't help but that just thinks to yourself. Maybe don't do that because you might not get this yeah. just just this Jesse Lingard again next year, which is unfair on him. It is, yeah. He had a point to prove. He's going out on loan from Man United, and already like he's a couple of good performances. Like he needs to go to the to the European Championships for England, yeah. Yeah. you know. But he having really good performances, and he's in a team that aren't too far off Man United. So um, no, yeah. Listen, you can you can say it shouldn't sign whatever, but he still he had to go there, and he. And perform and he did it you know he hasn't gone there and you know, just you know gone through the motions he's gone there and performed you can't ask any more of him as a west ham fan or as a man united fan um i think he should you know would he go back to man united now i don't know could he go back it's maybe hard to imagine back. yeah he didn't fall out with anyone though it doesn't look like the, he fell out with anyone he go back and and um and play for them you know if he played like he was playing for west ham why not but um You'd be worried at West Ham, yeah, go and spend a fortune on him, and then you don't get motivated. Jesse, yeah. I think he'd be more motivated if he went back to Man United to to show what Make he it. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, that's an interesting one to watch. Of course, this weekend is the reverse of the early season fixtures. We mentioned the weirdest weekend of all time. We mentioned Villa and Liverpool the seven-two, but I think what was forgotten about was the day earlier on that day. Spurs beat Manchester United 6-1 at Old Trafford and Solskjaer was in trouble and he was on his way out and so on and so forth. And he has done a very, very good job. Let's face it, that's kind of that's not even in dispute. The dispute is how far they can go. Um, whereas Jose Mourinho and Spurs, for all their early season promise, it just hasn't come true. And that, the, the performance against Newcastle that you mentioned a little bit earlier uh, was just uh, um, illustrative of that really you know and it's a team that continues to struggle and you know we're in very different places now as we kind of uh, you know come up with the um, reverse fixture all these months later yeah and like back then it was like Mourinho's rejuvenated and he's back and it just I don't know he just doesn't help himself it's I don't know what they're going what we're going to get in this game Uh, but you know who performs, who turns up, if Tottenham can turn up and get their players to perform, but Mourinho as well, he's, you know, after getting that result against Man United, he, he knows the inside track and all them players, um, you know, does he does he know enough to get a win? Um, listen, I'm going to go for a Man United away win, Man United fan, so I'm not, <laughs> but I'd be worried that Mourinho, just because of that result, listen, I think he's, he's, he's not going to be there too much longer, to be honest with you, Spurs, he's not going to be there in the long run anyway, um, He's comparing comparing himself in the third person again last week to what about astronauts and things. Like that. I just talking, <laughs> talking <laughs> again and, you know, you just think you just 
you know, stop it and just be Jose Mourinho of old again, please. But anyway, um, yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's Man United win because I'm a Man United fan, not because I have a real feeling for this one. Um, Spurs, if you know, Kane plays well, Bale plays well. Um, if Mourinho can get them playing, in fairness, three or four weeks ago he had them playing really well, and then they lose yeah. the games again. It's a disaster again. He's going to get the sack. It's so up and down there. You know? Always up and down. Yeah, that's the really thing, hard. isn't it? Yeah. 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 So, um, um, go for a Man United away win, two one. Two one. Okay, right. So you've gone for uh, Burnley and Newcastle to draw one all. West Ham to beat Leicester two one, and United to beat Spurs. At the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, and you already said White Hart Lane there, two uh, one as well. So if you get all three of them, uh, Kevin, you're winning hundred euro cash. You can play yourself for free on Labrooks.com now. Again, just pick all three scores. If you get one right, you win a euro free bet. If you get two, you get a five euro free bet. You get all three, you win a hundred euro cash. Kevin, thanks a million. It's been uh, good to talk to you again. We'll get back into some football run now. We've got a good old um, run into the end of the season. Yeah, looking forward to it, mate. And no more, and we won't be talking, we won't be wasting our time talking about Ireland either until the summer, anyway. So, God, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> Behind us, no games. Andorra, at home. There we go. We got, we, or Andorra, wherever it is. I'm not sure. Maybe it's in Andorra. Right? It's somewhere. Yeah. Some sort of training camp, anyway, that they've got yeah. in June. We, we, we'll hold off on Stephen Kenny talk until then, but we thanks a million. <laughs> we better, yeah, that we finally get the win. Uh, thanks a million for joining us, Kevin. We'll be back with you uh, next week. Um, of course, if you're having a bet on the Premier League or any football or any sport at all, it was a very, very, very busy weekend of sport coming up. Um, please do always gamble responsibly and visit dunlewy.net for more information. Don't forget as well, you can check out our Masters preview with uh, Mike Bailey. We did that on Tuesday. That's up on the podcast feed and uh, on all our social channels as well. So you can check that out, maybe get a few tips as you start to tune into Augusta tonight. Um, and lots more on that feed as well, including our uh, Big Fight Watch along with Jason Quigley where we look back on the uh, Marco Antonio Barrera versus Prince Nassim Hamad fight from 20 years ago yesterday it's uh, Jason's favourite ever fight the reason he became a boxer so we watched that fight back with him you can do the same with us um, by just listening back to that again on the podcast feed or any of all these channels we'll be back with more build up soon have a good weekend